than bubble. I'm, I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the poll at Lebitard Show. When you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing you think of bursting. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyler here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today, we break down Thursday Night Football. Tiger Woods is dominating the headlines with the son, Charlie. We have a totem pole of Christmas movies, and we end the show previewing the this weekend's NFL games, and we give you the BYB parlay that will not miss. For once, this thing is going to hit, will not miss. We are excited to announce this episode is brought to you by Bigfoot Axe Sewing, the premier axe sewing location in the middle of Paradise in Hochtown, Oklahoma. Use promo code BYB2021 for 15% off your entire group. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Burst Your Bubble. We're available everywhere you can get us. Everywhere you get your podcast, even on your Alexa devices. If you're bored at home, just say, Alexa, play Burster Bubble Podcast. Then remember to rate, review, share it with your friend, your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's, all of your neighbors, your friends. Tell them about Burster Bubble. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Gosh, it is Friday already, this pre-holiday week. Seems like it flew by even faster than normal. I mean, I'm sure that's every holiday weekend we just say that. But are you ready for the time with loved ones circled around the Christmas tree? Oh, absolutely. Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. I just love it. You know, Kyler, being so a little are, bit of a drive from family, it's hard to see him all the time. I already forget. Where is it in your Where is it in your ranking? Uh, for me, Christmas is probably number three. Okay, okay, okay. Um, before, before we break down uh, Thursday Night Football, like we said, uh, just want to mention uh, Dreamland, Jeremiah Milton. We're going to have him on again soon. He just booked his next fight, his fourth fight, looking to become 4-0 with his fourth knockout. Um, this one is going to be at the Hard Rock in Tulsa um, on ESPN. It's a top-ranked card, January 29th. Make sure you get your tickets. Make sure you come out and support a local kid. You know me and Josh are going to be there. You know Jeremiah is going to be on the pod before and after that fight for sure. Can't wait for that. Yeah, and don't forget, he's the one that went viral for not hitting a guy so hard. His legs went stiff and came out from under him. So don't want to miss Jeremiah fighting. That man is a beast. Definitely excited for January 29th. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Josh, let's get into this Thursday night football game. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I didn't watch a bunch of it. Um, I did watch a little bit of the fourth quarter. I saw a clutch throw from from Jimmy G. I mean, uh, you know, Josh, there's this stat. It's big-time throws, and it and – it, kind of counters in like throws so many yards down the field in a tight window in, in a second and longer, third and long situation. Jimmy Garoppolo, the only quarterback worse than him is Tua. So um, surprising to see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, find Ayuk for that tying touchdown today late in the game. But uh, Bullock ended up with the game-winning field goal. Uh, any comments on this game? Oh, yeah. I've got quite a few. You know, one of the big things that the Titans have done all year um, is – at least recently in the past 10 games or so, is just defensive success against the rushing. I mean, they've held nine of the last 10 opponents to under 100 yards rushing. Mm. And the 49ers are 0-4 this season when they don't run for 100 yards. So Kyle Shanahan obviously loves to establish the run, and the Titans have done a really good job of stopping the run. Uh, You know, everyone thought, that this Tennessee Titans team is going to be tough to mess with because of Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill being a a game manager. They thought this offense was going to be what just led Tennessee throughout the year. And time and time again, we see the defense step up and the offense continues to score with no matter who they have on the field. 
And I was that's bringing to that question, Josh. Do you think this offense can step up the way that we thought it was and uh, complement the way this defense is rolling right now? Uh, it all depends about health. I think that A.J. Brown and Julio need to get fully healthy. Obviously, they missed Derrick Henry. They're kind of throwing some different things well, in at running back. He should be back by playoffs, huh? That's what I mean. That's the hope. Yeah, that is the hope. If if Derrick Henry can come out and be, you know, half half as good as he normally is for the first couple of games, I think that they're going to be just fine. But it all comes down to health. They've all struggled getting healthy this year. AJ Brown and Julio Jones have both been on IR. Derrick Henry's been on IR. So it, there's this team has gotten tested a lot this year, and they've been able to just step up over and over, being ten and five. And talk about the defense, Kyler. They they were throwing double teams at George Kittle. This was the first time in his career he went three straight quarters without a target in a single game. What do you credit that to? Just the, just the defensive schemes? Yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. what it was. I think they were kind of pressuring Jimmy G, and they were throwing the double teams at George Kittle. They were just changing schemes up, and, uh, and I mean, it just really messed with them. Debo, though, I mean, again, just Debo Samuel, if, if this team – Josh, if they win this game, I mean, Debo Samuel – is probably in the top seven MVP candidates. Uh, top seven. I mean, yeah, probably. He's I mean, right quarterbacks there. just get so much love. That it's yeah. just tough. True, true. Uh, Josh, anything else in this game? Um, the only other, the only big thing is Titans will clinch AFC South with the next Titans win or Colts loss. Okay. The Tennessee uh, Titans could also get the one seed in the AFC if. The Patriots and the Chiefs lose this weekend. Colts playing the Cardinals uh, on set uh, tomorrow, Josh. That should be a game uh, on Christmas night. It will be a really good game. I'm oh. excited for that one. Oh. Get to see your boy Keller Murray run out. Hopefully we get some points in that. I'm praying for some points. We'll get to those in a little bit. Josh, uh, speaking of Christmas, we talked about Christmas here a little bit ago. Let's go ahead and get to our totem pole. And uh, we're going to run through this one quickly. Not, not too deep of a totem pole. Totem pole of Christmas movies. I mean, this one, you know, of course, this is our Christmas episode. And uh, Josh, let's just go ahead. Go ahead and start. Uh, okay. So, obviously, we start at the bottom. Obviously. Um, okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. Actually, this is pretty easy for me. I'm going to go Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, do I yeah, I just was never really big. It's a Tim Allen movie. It's, it's not bad, but I just – I was never – crazy about it. it's back in 2004 you know all you young kids won't know what i'm talking about but yeah it was never big on uh never big on christmas with the cranks that's the thing you know, it's bad christmas movies the thing with bad christmas movies i just don't watch bad christmas movies like if it's a bad christmas movie i just won't watch it um well how do you know it's a bad christmas movie if you that, don't watch it that's what i'm saying like i, I i'm gonna uh going to uh Cheat here, Josh, and we tell you I'm cheating. That like Deck the Halls is here. I like Deck the Halls. Love Actually. I'll put Love Actually at the bottom of my totem pole. Okay. I'll, Love I, will, I will only use Google for the bottom. Oh, okay. Well, um, let's think. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I don't need Google anymore. For your worst ones? Yeah. I don't need Google anymore, period. I probably don't either. I'm although I am looking at it right now because there are quite a few really good uh, Christmas movies. No. Um, I've done my top three since I was like six years old. Oh yeah, I have a couple of really good ones for the top. All right, sorry. Um, uh, man, I don't know. Um, 
bottom of the totem pole. This is tough, Collar. It is. Um, many, it's just there's so many good ones, and if it's bad, it's a Hallmark movie, and we just don't watch it. Yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. I will go with Home Alone 4. Uh, which one is that? It is I'm pretty sure it's the last one, and that's why it's my least favorite because is, I think you mean they, the one that, you mean the one that just came out. Uh, no, it's not that one. Uh, not the one that just came out. This okay, is like okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I, 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 I. It's very unforgettable. I'd say it is the worst in the franchise because it is the worst. It is the least forgettable. I, I, I was confused, Josh. I thought you meant three, and me and you were about to go. Uh, I, I might have had to find no it. Co- no, definitely four, and it's just—I mean—you can only drag it out for so long, Kyler. And eventually, I just get tired of it. I just get I tired know. of listening to it. You got to switch it up, do something different. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new one? I've not seen the new one, Josh. It's pretty good. The the tricks on there, the the hijinks, everything going on, pretty sophisticated. At one point, I thought the guy actually died. Um, in reality, I think he probably would have. Great movie, though. Great movie. Um, next, next, I'm up totem pole, totem pole, Josh. The Polar Express. Mm. It's too long. I mean, I, I like Josh. It's a Christmas movie. I'm trying to get my kids to watch it. It's four and a half hours long. I might as well put on fucking Harry Potter. Okay, I'll, okay. I like Harry Potter, so chill out with that. I mean, uh, same thing. Wizards and trains and shit. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's definitely not the same. But I completely agree. I was never that big on Polar Express. They used to do that thing in uh, high school or junior high, middle school, whatever age I was. Whenever they'd like. I don't know. You'd go through the Polar Express and they tried to make this big thing out of it and it, it just always fell flat. Okay. Uh, top of the totem pole. Oh. Uh, for me, this one is super easy. Best Christmas movie. Gotta go with Elf. I mean, gosh, that is the absolute favorite. I mean, it's plus nine or minus 900 favorite. I mean, if you didn't pick that, I, I don't know, Josh, you, you sit on a throne of, of lies if you didn't pick that. It's just so good. It's got a little bit of everything. The one-liners from the movie are incredible. Well, it's the writers in that, Josh. It's the same thing with The Office. I mean, it's just like if you if you go through, we go back and watch The Office over and over. It's like you notice line after line that you didn't notice the first time. It's like, man, this thing is just beautifully, comedically written perfectly. And this, it's the same with Elf, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell writing that. It's just, it just is perfect. It's a perfect movie. Great pick, Josh. That would have been my that. Oh my gosh, I, I might watch that tonight. Um, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Kyler. Josh, you know, do you know the uh, Elf on the Shelf? Are you are you familiar? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, ours is named Buddy. Oh, clutch. And, and uh, Kaylee, my sister in law, came in, and, and uh, her nephew has one as well, and his name Coco. And my daughter wanted to name hers Coco so they can match. And I said, no, your name, your name's, your, your, your elf's name is Buddy. So that way um, people ask, he says, my name is Buddy. What's your favorite color? And anytime you ever say that, Kennedy says purple. So there you go. There's a little story. Very nice. Your daughter is adorable. She's a mess. But Home Alone, Josh, Home Alone is top of my totem pole. This is just an instant classic. You can watch it at any point. You can at any point through the movie, you can stop and watch the rest of it. At any point, you can sit down on the couch and watch the full thing. If you're ever sick, just like just like uh, he was in the movie, he was home with chicken pox. You can get it. You can get a nice uh, bowl of soup, sit in your bed, watch Home Alone. There's nothing better. Home Alone is good. The original is fantastic. It's one of the best Christmas movies. 
Yeah, that's something I can sit and power through because it's just good. It's the original. It's funny. It's got all the good stuff. It's not drawn out yet. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, second on my list, Kyler. I'm going to get a little controversial here. Die Hard. See, that, and that, that is the ultimate controversial pick there, Josh, because, I mean, everyone has the conversation ever. Is it a Christmas movie? And it absolutely is. Okay, Josh. And then if you say it is, then I'm, I'm I mean, I, I have, it's, it's like saying that, that you know, my, uh, blank is your God. I mean, there's nothing I can say. Uh, it, sure. Kyler, when's the last time you watched Die Hard? Nine years ago. Kyler, I, it had been a, a few years since I'd watched it, and I watched it uh, about a month ago. I would suggest to you wholeheartedly to go rewatch Die Hard as an adult and, and just soak in all of its glory as a Christmas movie. Do you want me to do that tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Block off a couple hours, watch Die Hard, 130% worth it. Fantastic Christmas movie. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. All right. What's the next on yours? Oh, yeah. I've got so many of these. Oh, I love Christmas movies. All right. Second on my totem pole, this one was pretty easy. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I mean, this is just an all-time classic. The parents are divorced. He takes his kid out to, to I mean, look like a Denny's for, think, for a Christmas dinner because he burned the turkey, of course. That night, Santa Claus falls off his roof and dies. Mr. Allen assumes the, the role of Santa Claus and his world turns turns upside down from there, Josh. Am I right? You are absolutely right. That's a classic, Josh. When he's in there and uh, uh, he's eating all the milk and the cookies and in, uh, in the North Pole, and the little elf goes, "I thought you said you were lactose intolerant." <laughs> yeah, for, that's a good one. Then he asked for for coffee, and they said, "We don't drink coffee here. We don't drink coffee. That's not for us." That's a good one. Uh, you know that I haven't seen that one in probably nine years, so that's oh wow, you know, that's more uh, so Josh, tomorrow, tomorrow, or today, when I watch uh, Die Hard, I need you to watch Santa Claus, okay? Fair trade, Kyler. The third one on my totem pole is kind of tough because I went back and forth between a couple of different movies, and so I ha I definitely have an honorable mention, uh, but I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm I'm going to have to go with Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. I don't know if you've seen this. So it is a, it's like a rom-com, you know, uh, one of those romance comedy movies, but it's Matthew McConaughey. And basically it's like the story of Scrooge where he gets visited by all the ghosts, except he's turns into like this huge player. And then all the, his past girlfriends come into his life. And then it's like the ghost of the past. It's like three different ghosts. And then there's like a future one and it's Kyler. A fantastic, hilarious movie with Matthew McConaughey. Josh, you haven't quite sold me on that yet. Uh, who who's on? Who's in it again? Okay, so Matthew McConaughey is the obviously the main guy. Jennifer Garner is the main lady. Michael Douglas is is Uncle Wayne. Emma Stone, Lacey Chabert, Chab Chabert, Chabert, uh, Brecken Meyer, and Archer. I mean, Kyler, this this has a ton of great actors in it. So this is my third, uh, third one, right? Yeah, you got your third one. But basically, he uh, is a, he turns into a super player, and uh, because he gets dumped in high school, and he goes and lives with his uncle. His uncle teaches him to, because uh, he fell in love with a girl, but then she left him, and so his uncle taught him how to be a player. And now he just lives life like a super health freak. Obviously, Matthew Gone. Hey, looks fantastic. Gets every girl he wants, and then. Uh, 
he ends up, you know, getting invited to his brother's wedding and then they think he ruined it, but it's not his fault. And it turns out to be a big thing and it's all funny through the whole thing. And then it just at the end is super romantic and it's a great movie. What's it called? Ghost of Girlfriends Past, okay. 2009. My first one was Home Alone. My second one was Santa Claus. Santa Claus. My third one, Josh, it's got to be, I'm going to stick in the family. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And uh, if you've seen, have you, Josh, have you seen the John Mulaney bit? Oh, yeah. Lost in New York? What do you mean you're lost in New York? Where are you at? <laughs> Second and 15th? Where do you want to go? First and 13th? One up and three down, you simple bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That is such a funny, funny uh, stand-up thing. But Home Alone, Lost in New York, that is every kid's dream to be in a penthouse hotel room with your father's credit card. uh, And, you know, he's got baller money if they can just leave their kid twice in a in a random city in a in donald trump's hotel uh notice a cameo by donald trump in that in that uh in yep. that movie um great great movie probably josh hot take it's i mean i could have put it number one mm, I, I like was, the original was, but i'm i'm an original guy i like the originals I, most of the time more than the sequels that's why i picked it because i was afraid you would have picked it twice you would have picked it before i could have got to it yeah, for sure. If you didn't pick it first, I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, honorable mention for me is a Christmas uh, story. You'll shoot yes. your eye out, kid. The Red Rider BB gun. Josh, there are so many honorable mentions. I mean, like you said, the Christmas story, A Wonderful Life, The Grinch. Uh, the Grinch like, is such a good one. Miracle on 34th Street, Just Friends. I mean, Josh, there are so many good ones. So many good ones. So I had the top of mine was Elf, Die Hard. And Ghost of Girlfriends Past Color. That I would binge that on a like a uh, Christmas Eve Friday. I might do that tomorrow. That's the dude. The thing with Elf, I watch it year round. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Same with Die Hard. I see. I just I need to. I, I'm. I promise I'm going to watch Die Hard tomorrow. You need to. It's, it's so today. good. I I rewatched it like as an adult adult, and I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I'd ever given it credit for. All right, Josh. We done with Tony Pole. Yeah, that's yeah. That was a great totem pole. It was. It was a lot of fun. I'm ready for. I'm so ready for Christmas, man. Uh, let's talk golf, man. So uh, let's back up. So we talked about. Um, you know, we're about to talk about this Sunday. We talked about Thursday night football in week week 16. That's capped off. That started. Um, let's back up to last week, last Sunday, where week 15 was happening. Uh, in the middle of red zone, Josh, how? What do you do? You think more people were watching football or or were watching? Uh, Tiger Tiger and his son absolutely obliterate the competition. I think people had football on the TV and golf on their phones. Gosh, it was absolutely absurd. I mean, it was I found it actually a little sickening anytime I was on Twitter and I would refresh it and I'd I'd be looking for tweets and I'd see a football tweet. It's like, do y'all not know what's going on on NBC right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Keller, it made for such a great day. Josh, here's because the it was you. We got to watch Tiger play, obviously with the son, which is just historic and phenomenal to watch. And the thing is, Calder, Charlie Woods looks so good. And Josh, here, here's the real thing. Uh, the, this past week before the tournament, uh, you know the hardo golf journalists that want to be famous and work for Barstool or something um, come out and say, you know, blah blah blah. Charlie is in a top 100 golfer in his age group in in Florida or in or in this part of the country. 
I guarantee none of those kids that are in front of Charlie are playing alongside Tiger Woods in front of millions of people watching on TV for the first time ever, ripping darts after darts alongside Tiger, draining putts either for himself or for his dad, draining the birdies. I mean, Josh, they ripped off 11 straight birdies at one point. Set the record. And Josh, and they needed that 12th to, and they didn't really know it at the time because they didn't see, they, there was no leaderboards out there, but if they would have gotten the 12th, I mean, that would have put them uh, at, because the dailies slipped up at the end, that would have had them at a tie with the dailies. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, and you said it, there was no, no scoreboard, so they didn't even know. And, you know, it's all fun. It's all fun. It's, uh, father-son event, or, you know, child, child guardian event um everyone has talked about the mannerisms though between those two include the similarities the way they carry themselves on the course from the golf swing to the recoil to the walk off to pick up the tee everyone knows about the nose scratch i mean josh it's just amazing to see it in real time i mean i i'm gonna go ahead and set the over under here josh what do you think about charlie wood's 11 majors 11 is a good number how many does tiger have oh i mean what don't put me on the spot here josh Okay, oh, over under eleven, obviously over. I think he has sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably can I push at eleven? I mean, I, I think he's gonna have a great career. I mean, he's he already just plays with such swagger. I mean, Tiger it has, is nuts. Tiger has fifteen majors. I'm, you know, I hate to do it to him, but I'm probably gonna, I, you know, I'll just take the over just because I want to root for the kid, but my. Gut, if I was, you know, I'd probably bet the under. Well, Justin, here's the thing too, and I think other other podcasts have said this too. I'm I'm a hundred percent rooting for the over. But if if Charlie Woods comes out next week and says he wants to swim for the rest of his life, I'm so happy for that kid. Yeah, and that's what you know. I talked about that with my buddy, uh, my buddy James Lou, who's sending questions before on the podcast. He's whenever he sent me those bets on Caesars, that was minus or plus. Uh, 3300 for those guys to win majors you know it was a crazy number for charlie woods to you know win a major and i was like yeah because there's just, you never know what if he ended up two years from now just becoming a professional football player you know he went to college playing football or just something random like that i mean it, it would just blow everything up but obviously he has he is athletic and he's got the ability to play on the golf course because when you're playing on the national stage with millions of people watching you and you're playing along your dad who is tiger woods that's a lot of pressure on a golf course to rip off 11 straight birdies. And he looked really good where Tiger was like, he was just pushing to get through that round where Charlie well, did it with ease. Well, the, Tiger was, was struggling to get from the cart to his ball. But once he got to his ball, he was fine. Yeah. Cause he was throwing some darts too. But on, but Josh, those shots on 16 and 17 where Charlie Woods back to back stuck yep. some just absolute darts and then stepped up there and made the solo birds himself. I mean, just the absolute balls in that kid. But I mean, more important than that, Josh, and I think more important than anything, we learned that this man right here, and Josh, you can't read this. I don't know if you can read this true shirt. I don't know if the people at home can. It's backwards here. He's not back, Josh. What's that say right there? Never left. He never left. Josh, I don't know if you saw those darts he was throwing. I don't know if you saw that 350-yard drive he had. I don't know if you saw the 170-mile-per-hour ball speed he had. 
I don't know if he's going to play in all the majors this year in 2022, but in 2023, you can bet your mortgage he is. Calvin, it's just nuts. He just, he, like you said, he never left. He just never stops playing. I mean, he just never stops. Absolutely. No matter, no matter what the obstacle is, no matter what he's going through, he always comes back to golf. And I just love to see it, Josh. And, and for anybody, Josh, and I, I was just reveling in when all this was happening and when he posted the I'm back video and you know, he said, you know, I, I'm walking, but it's going to be a long time before I can get out there. Josh, do you think he'd come out and say all that if he couldn't fucking walk? Come on now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got to He's got to play it up. So that way the comeback seems even more special. Do you think do you honestly think he would come out and play a three day event with his son if he thought at all that he couldn't finish it? No, not a chance. Not a fucking chance. And and especially Josh, I don't know if you saw that one interview he did with Amanda Balionis for Golf TV or Golf Channel, whatever. Um, it was this. It was a Zoom interview that started with him walking in out of room. Josh, has that ever happened in the history of Zoom interviews? No. Where Josh, he walked like the camera is set up like this. He walks from out of scene, sits down. He's like, "Oh, hey, Amanda." Like it was like we were on fucking blues clues. It was crazy, dude. It was crazy. But uh, Tiger Woods, one and only. Anyways, Josh, uh, let's talk about a little COVID. I mean, you know, everybody let's talk about COVID, huh? I mean, it is the big topic right now because it is just messing with every, it seems like it's messed with every team in sports in the past two weeks. Let's quote, let's quote our first or second episode, Josh. Is it really that bad? Is Corona bad? Um, It's running everything, Josh, Um, ruining everything, I should say. Uh, Talk to the people about it so I don't have to and we can move on. Um, well, so, I mean, obviously it's impacting everything. Uh, I'll start with, um, football. I mean, Keller, it's just, it's messing up everything on football. Every coach is starting to get it. Uh, Raquel Armstead, um, he ended up getting myocarditis after COVID, uh, saints are about to start a rookie quarterback in book, uh, because Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon have COVID. Uh, we've seen, uh, I mean, Dalvin Cook, COVID, he's getting sidelined. Um, Elijah Mitchell, Cole Beasley, Chris Jones. I mean, Cal, the yeah, list goes, goes on, on in yeah. the, on the it, NFL. It, it's hundreds long. Yeah. Um, and then the NBA is just as bad. Yeah. Um, I did see a, a release today um, where they are going to reduce 10-day quarantine for COVID, pos- COVID positive players. Um, that's vac- the NBA and NBPA in the NBA. For vaccinated players. Yes. Vaccinated yeah. and, and boosted. Yeah. Expected to soon be shared with teams. Could return some players to active play in six days okay. based on testing procedures. Uh, so they're trying to get people back into the game because, I mean, Kyler, we saw the Milwaukee. I mean, this is kind of funny. Ty uh, Windishess on from the Blue Wire Network, uh, Blue Wire Pod. Shout out Blue Wire Pods. But Ty posted a uh, the Bucks posted a screenshot of their G League team at halftime. They were losing by like 30 at halftime, and Ty quoted it and said, I guess this is what happens when all of your starters are called up to the NBA. And it's true because all those guys are having to play actual NBA minutes instead of the G League because everyone has COVID. So, I mean, we just see it over and over. It is just ruining all – it's ruining a ton of teams, and, it, you know, you hate to see it. Um, 
I saw Baker Mayfield took a big shot at the NFL, you know, making no sense to your testing, who you're not. Why aren't you just postponing games? Things like that. It was, he had a pretty long tweet went yeah, right at I, the I, NFL. I, I watch the Pat McAfee show pretty much daily. And, you know, they, they're pretty much harping the same thing. It, it is it, honestly, Josh, um, yeah, not, not to cut you off. And I know, you know, this topic that you're, uh, if you want to go on, feel free. But uh, I mean, I, I feel like if you want to listen to something like that, they can, there, there's better places they can listen to that, huh? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I I don't have any more than what I just said. I think yeah, I exactly. Just, it, it was it ruining was, all the teams. Yeah, and it was great what you said. I, I just I have absolutely nothing to add. I'd like to talk about. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, we can move right on because I'm tired of talking about COVID. Yeah, me too. I do it all the time. All right, basketball, basketball time, Josh. Hopefully, Christmas Day games will run as smoothly as possible. Let's run through these games before we talk about. Uh, some, some teams I'm interested in. This is going to be a, a little basketball segment. Josh, do you, do you want to get a little, a little, uh, um, little something before this segment? Because this one might run a little long. Yeah, I can, I can give him something. So, guys, make sure you go follow us on social media. Go follow the podcast at SportsBYBP. I'm at jkeatno 22 Kyler's at Kyler012. Uh, on Twitter, we post all the all the great polls, funny funny tweets, live tweet during games. Uh, Kyler's been more active than I have recently, so definitely go follow him and check out all the stuff from him. The podcast page, uh, go follow at Blue Wire Pods. Uh, that is a great network of podcasts who are uh, you know doing great things. Kevin Jones and Company. They have a podcast studio in the Wink Casino Hotel in Las Vegas. They have a Huge partnership with Coors Light. They're just doing all kinds of things. Chris Long, Greg Olson, Haley Shaughnessy, the Spencers. I mean, so many great podcasts over there. Guilty is charged from the Chargers Network. Um, go follow at Blue Wire Hustle. It's an up-and-coming network of podcasts in the pipeline of Blue Wire that Kyler and I are a part of. So definitely go check that out. So many great podcasts in there. Then go follow at Unwrap Sports, our family over at Unwrap Sports. They do a lot of live streams. Go download the app ColorCast and go check out all of their live streams on ColorCast. It uh, helps us so much if you promote that. Uh, we're even getting paid sponsorships with ColorCast to do live stream shows. So definitely go check that out and go follow at unwrap sports last but not least Kyler, it's coming down to the wire we've got one league one week in some leagues two weeks in other leagues it's playoff time it's championship time in your fantasy football leagues you and go follow so fantasy football out. expert shane at fantasy byb to go win those fantasy football leagues also with uh, that no i'll also check out the youtube page uh, my, my laptop has been in telequal at josh's house so uh the youtube page has been bare but once I get it back, I will, I promise, we will start getting a lot more clips on there. Yep. Go check out the YouTube calorie. And with subscribe, all of that, subscribe, let's subscribe. Get, oh, Spotify just changed its rating system where now you guys can go give us five stars on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done on either one of those, please go do the five star on Spotify helps get filtered to the top of podcasts that are trending. So we definitely appreciate all that color with all of those ads and with all the things that we are telling the listeners to do. Let's get to your NBA segment. All right. Let's talk about the Christmas games. Uh, kicking it off, Hawks Knicks on uh, at eleven, followed by Celtics Bucks at one thirty, Warriors Suns at four, Nets Lakers at seven, and Mavs Jazz at nine. Josh, I'm looking forward to that Nets Lakers game, huh? That's going to be uh, if Kyrie Irving can clear. That uh, might be Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving versus LeBron. So the Nets are getting to play in Christmas now. Okay, well, I mean, because they had, you know, the Nets had got their last three games postponed. They were having to reschedule. The Lakers were going to have to play the uh, Cavaliers. 
interesting here. I, I do see now six hours ago, uh, NBA.com came out and said the Brooklyn Nets have enough players to fly to Los Angeles and play the Christmas showdown, though Kevin Durant might not be among them. Uh, Steve Nash said James Harden has cleared the protocols, but he said the Nets don't expect any of their players still in the protocols to come out in time for the game. That would include Durant. And also Kyrie Irving. And, and the misconception, wow. the mis- misconception with Kyrie Irving, um, when he compl- when he uh, immediately in- entered protocols, when he returned to the team, he had to enter protocols for ten days because he's unvac- unvaccinated. When he entered protocols, yep. it didn't mean that he tested positive. It means that he's unvaccinated, so he has to be quarantined for ten days. Keller, this is what I don't understand. Okay, I get it. You know, you want your best players out there. You want to have the best chance to win basketball games. But I don't understand with when you're in a league where you literally have a pipeline of players that go play on your NBA team from the G League, you should not be rescheduling these games. You should be getting players from the G League to sign them for these games if you need players. If you don't have eight players, pull them from the G League and get players out there to play those games. You act like you can't go to the the YMCA and find players to fill your G League teams. That's what I'm like. There are there are so there's so much talent that you can just play on a G League team where you can pull those G League guys up to play in the NBA to fill those games. That's the most annoying thing to me because those guys are wanting their shot too. And Jamal Crawford, Jace Moves still not being signed to a team after all this is complete insanity. It is. It really is. Uh, so, Josh, what, what game are you looking forward to most? Um, probably Warrior Suns for me. Um, yeah, that's that's probably going to be the best game of the day. All right, Josh. What uh, what what conference do you want to start with first? Uh, let's start with the East. All right, Eastern Conference. Let's start. The, let's start at teams that I think are, uh, you know, they're they're okay. They're 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 good. The Heat. They have key guys who can knock down timely shots, and that's something that each team late in the year is going to need. I saw it tonight. Max Struess, just random guys that can knock down shots outside of the Jimmy Butlers, outside of the Kyle Lowers, outside of the uh, uh, Bam Adebayo's. You know, we we saw uh, Duncan Robinson go so cold last year with a guy like Max Struess, with a guy like Caleb Martin. I think with those are certified bucket getters. I think the Miami Heat are in a real strong position. Yeah, I think the Heat are, are in a strong position. They've done some really good things. And, you know, obviously with the coaching of Eric Spolstra, I mean, he's been able to take this team that's been right around the top of the Eastern Conference for quite a few years now, obviously with the, you know, playoff, uh, the NBA championship uh, runner-up run that they had back in the bubble. So the Heat are finally figuring it out in the season that's not in a bubble, which is good for them. Uh, so I, I really like the Heat, Kyler. You know, they were, I think, at the beginning of the season, they were one of my picks uh, to be finished in the top three of the East. So, you know, I, I'm still pretty high on the Heat. They've, they're right, they're right around there with everybody else at the top. So I still got some faith in the Heat. Next up, Josh, the, the Bulls. I mean, they're in second place in the East. They're playing phenomenal basketball. Uh, they're one, two straight. They're seven and three in their last 10. They're one of the top in the East in, in points per game. Their defense could be better. Uh, Josh, they play great, great games at home. I, I really like the Chicago Bulls team. Like I said, in the, in the beginning of the year, they look like a fantasy. They look like a fantasy team that was just thrown together. But I mean, this team is really getting things together. They play great defense. They play great team defense. They get a bunch of steals. I mean, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. Gosh, that's a two-headed monster. That seems like they both play the same position, but they coexist like peanut butter and jelly. Kyler, you know my biggest concern for the Bulls. What's that? 
That is the playoffs because we've seen time and time again, DeMar DeRozan, when he had Cal Lowry, both of those guys would kind of collapse in the playoffs and DeMar has, you know, never been able to go through that trigger. So, and I was just as critical of Kyle Lowry. This isn't just a shot at DeMar. It's just until you can prove me wrong, I have no reason to believe that you can make it to that level. Here's, here's the thing, Josh. The, those teams didn't have the players that this Bulls team has with Lonzo Ball. Josh, the Lakers letting Alex Caruso go is probably their worst mistake in the past two years. I mean, he is he's one of the best off-ball defenders in the league. I mean, he plays – center field while also playing his man to a tee. It's amazing to watch him play and get out on the break. Zach Levine is a certified bucket getter, especially in the clutch. Vucevic can, can clean up the boards. Josh, I like this whole team, man. I'm, I'm high on the Bulls. Uh, I, don't, I mean, Cal, there were some really good teams in Toronto with DeMar and Cal Lowry, and uh, it just <laughs> – it just never worked. I mean, we just saw both of those guys collapse in the playoffs. I, I, and like I said, I, I'm not just hoping that DeMar doesn't do well. I'd love for him to. But until I see it happen, I just have no reason to believe that it will. Yeah, and I'd say the same thing about the Bulls, um, about the Heat. Uh, the same thing I said about the Heat. I mean, it's up to the key guys knocking down their shots who aren't, you know, th- those two guys. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the Celtics, Josh, the Celtics have gotten off to a start. I mean, you know, they're 500. Um, they're the same thing. They're the same thing to an extent. They need their, they need their, you know, key players to knock down their role players to knock down shots and contribute to the offense. But they're a lot more. Uh, they need their stars to step up a lot more than the other teams. They need that, you know, twenty eight, thirty two points a game from both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, and, and, you know, I go back, you and I have talked about it quite a few times, but it's the fourth quarter. It's, you know, who's going to take the last shot? Are they just going to, you know, take turns? Anybody else actually going to get involved in the offense? Is Marcus Smart having to take these guys by the jersey and sling them around to get them to figure out what's going on? Yeah, and I, I don't I, – I think – I don't want to say uh, Marcus Smart has more of an influence and more of a voice than the coach over there, but, I mean, it seems like that at times, and – I'm not losing. I'm not losing uh, hope or faith in this team at all, Josh. It's just that something just seems a little off with them. I mean, on the road, they always seem disjumbled. They always. They, I mean, it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's always a close game. Um, the Boston Celtics four and six in the last ten. I'm just. I'm. Uh, it's a little disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, and you know everybody, you know, threw the book at Brad Stevens because you guys just kind of seemed like they weren't playing with any real effort. And we, but the thing is, we still see that all the time with the Celtics. They just go out and they're lack lackadaisical. They just don't try. They seem like they just not into it most of the time. Like you know, those two stars, if it's not their turn to shoot, they're just kind of waiting around at half court to go play defense. Well, it's not, it's, yeah, and it's not even a half court because I mean they're just kind of they're sitting on their wing and they're watching their watching the other guy take a couple dribble. Mute dribble moves and take a 28 footer and it's then dribble they're walking back so it's like well that one didn't go in but anyways anyways josh uh 76ers now josh we watched this team live and in person uh what did you think of them when we watched them uh well you know they were playing the thunder so obviously they looked pretty good um but you know even the thunder made a little run late to try to make it a close game i like the 76ers uh you know joel's been kind of banged up the team's kind of been hurt a little bit but overall I mean, I'm a fan of the 76ers. I just 
as long as Joel and Ben Simmons are on that roster, I don't see them making it to the next level. Okay. Uh, um, ben, uh, Joel and B, that night we watched him, he was unhealthy, right? That man was not nowhere near 100%. Yes. Um, no. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, so the other night against Boston, Josh, when he scores, what, like 41 points and gets the game winner and wins yep. the game, games like that, they remind you how amazing – this guy, Joel Embiid, is. I mean, the 76ers, they are completely reliant on Joel Embiid at this point, though. At There's no, absolutely no circumstance where they get anywhere, maybe not even make the playoffs, if Joel Embiid is not healthy 75% of the rest of the season. Tyler, you know what's crazy about Joel Embiid? This man has started space in the floor. You know, he just kind of does it all. Do you know his size, like his size, like his stats? No. Seven feet, 280 pounds. Josh, I would, uh, yeah. If he's in really good shape, he's 285. That's a massive, massive individual. When we saw him, I bet he was pushing three bills. Yeah, that is a very, very big dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a big dude. But 76 or so, I, I, I like him. I, I haven't lost the faith for sure. Josh, let's talk about the Hornets. They're going to be – they'll be fun to watch um, until, in, until the end. Um, obviously, that's going to end in probably the first round or the play-in play tournament. But it's going to be fun to watch them until then. It's going to be fun to watch them for the next few years. Hopefully, they get pretty good. And hopefully this year, um, to make it even more fun watching them, they signed uh, LiAngelo Ball. Yeah, I mean that would make it more fun. I'm not crazy about the Hornets. They've got some good names. They've got some young guys on the team who you know could end up making a name for themselves. Obviously, the Mellow is good. But, I, I mean, mean, obviously, gosh, they've got they've got really good talent over there. Uh, Ball, they've got uh, that Bridges kid. I'm blanking on this. Kelly guys. Oubre. Yeah, I mean they've got they. I think he played James Booknight. I mean he was. I thought he was going to go to the Thunder at one point in the draft. James Scary Booknight. Terry's over there. James Booknight might be the best scoring rookie in the league. Yeah. Um. Let's move on, Josh. The Atlanta Hawks. Now this has been a disappointment of mine this whole season. I mean, fourteen and six so far this season. Last night or their last game was a ninety-eight one hundred four loss to the Magic. Um. Josh, they're fifth in points per game this season. Um, obviously, 23rd in uh, opponents' points per game, so that's not going to get it done. They're second in offensive rating, but 26th in defensive rating. Uh, so, I, you know, the defensive side of the ball just not getting not getting it done. Clint Capella and John Collins not proving to be the uh, the dominant defensive big force that you'd need, um, especially with Gorge Dane coming off the bench uh, with Danilo Gallinari, but. Josh, what do you think needs that needs to happen with with this uh, with this Hawks team to get things turned around? I mean, they are they are first in three point percentage. They are they're in the top ten in a few different stats. I mean, Josh, they never turn over the ball. They make their they make their uh, opponents turn over the ball quite a bit. So, what what do the Hawks need to do? Um, I think they just got to play with more urgency. They just have to put in more effort. They just seem like. They can sit back and shoot threes, which obviously, you know, like you said, they're number one at three point. But they've got to, they've got to attack the basket, and they've got to get back on defense. I mean, they exactly, just, they've got to play more sound. Exactly to your point, Josh. They're number one at three point percentage, but they're twenty fourth in three point attempts. Yeah, 
That's exactly to your point. I mean, that's a great, that's a great upset, great point by you by not even looking at the stats. Uh, let's move on, Josh. Hopefully, the Hawks get it together. I mean, Trey Young has been just been playing phenomenal out of his out of his mind. Um, the Bucks, Josh. The Bucks are for real. I mean, that's all I wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Bucks are really good. I mean, that is. I mean, they could go right back and make a championship run, depending on who stays healthy. Also, uh, the you know who else is for real, Josh. I'm going I mean, you're going to say the net. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Josh, they're frauds. And the Washington Wizards, they are also frauds. Do you have anything you'd like to add to the, to the Eastern Conference? Nope. Uh, Kevin Durant, the best scorer in the NBA. In and, NBA uh, history. You're right. Uh, he's the best scorer right now in the NBA, for sure. Name somebody better. Just we'll end the podcast and we'll, the, whole, the rest of the podcast will be this debate. No, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, okay. Kevin Durant can do it all. I mean, okay. there's been some really good scores. I mean, you look at Kobe being Bryant, uh, MJ. I mean, those guys were snipers who could just score from anywhere. Who's taller? Steph Curry also scores a lot of points. Who's taller? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that that matters as long as you can score. Do they both shoot at least the same? I mean, Steph can definitely shoot from further back. Debatable. And Steph's quicker, got better dribble moves. You can't block KD's shot. Anyways, enough of that uh, ASMR. It's close to enough anyways. Uh, the Suns. The Suns, Josh. First in the NBA, in the Western Conference, I should say. They just blew out the Lakers. Fun game to watch. They're third in uh, points per game. Uh, fourth Opponents' points per game. So their defense is playing. Their defense is humming. Monty Williams got this team just hum, just like he did last year in the bubble or the pat back in the bubble, and then uh, the year after following uh, Josh, Chris Paul, Mikael Bridges. I mean, Landry Shamit. I think is going to be a, a name we're going to hear later on in the playoffs quite a bit. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, Elford Payton, and then I mean, Josh, I haven't even mentioned them yet. Mister Devin Booker. Devin Booker is so good, Kyler. Oh, I mean, he's he's Josh. I remember when he got paid. That what did he get paid? Like, remember he was like nineteen and he got a, like a hundred ninety-seven million dollar contract. We're like Jesus Christ, and he has earned every single penny. Uh, and man, he book just seems more confident than ever. Does he not? Oh, he does. Yeah, I mean, and that's because he has a reason to. It just keeps getting better. The mid-range shot just looks better. His confidence is higher. He just looks poised. Yep, and I think that's feeding right on to Aiden and Bridges. I think I think they're they're feeding off that. And you know, CP steady as ever. Like I said about Landry Shamit, and then Josh. I think the uh, the number one guy to keep an eye on here, especially when the playoffs come around or you know later on in the year, that's that's Javale McGee. I mean, to have an, an experienced guy like this with JaVale McGee who can still move around the way that he does, to, ha- to add a little bit of depth um, behind DeAndre Ayton and to, with a guy like JaVale McGee filling in for DeAndre Ayton, Josh, you don't have to change your offense much at all. 
No, that's the great point. I think the Suns are just banking on JaVale being able to fill that role, give DeAndre Ayton the the breather that he's going to be able that he's going to need that we saw in the playoffs. And you're right, they don't have to change much because it's the same kind of game. You lob it up, and JaVale can get offensive rebounds and dunk the basketball, which is exactly what you get from DeAndre Ayton. Obviously, the offense isn't as potent with JaVale McGee, but it's not like he's some clown who's not won an NBA championship. And Josh, three names we haven't even mentioned yet that were pivotal. In uh, in their run last year, that's uh, that's Cam Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and Cameron Payne. I mean, they were they were pivotal. And then you also have Dario Saric, who got injured in Game One of the Finals. That I think really would have swung that final series. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, you know, you campaign. He was obviously the the hero last year for the Suns. I mean, that guy was on every TV station that you could imagine. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you can have a somewhat of repeat, repeat performance. But Josh, let's talk about a team that I mean, it's been on, it's been on the the lips of every every NBA player's mouths this season. They've been playing phenomenal. They have probably the best player in the world right now. They have um, a guy that Josh. I mean, you predicted he was going to win his second unanimous MVP, or I'm mean, I'm sorry, the second unanimous MVP ever. Yeah, I did, and I think he will. He's 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 definitely on his way. And Josh, that's the Golden State Warriors. They're what are they? Uh, so they're second in the NBA. Um, if healthy, this team is better than the seventy-three win team. How about uh, that? Was this, yeah, uh, it's close, but but I could see it. Uh, I just think that it's you know it's just how good Curry is right now. Uh, I mean that we've seen we're seeing him play at a level that we just haven't seen before. It, the things that he can do is crazy. But Kyler, whenever you have a team where you have the what could be the unanimous MVP, just scored forty six points. I mean, just doing it night in and night out, and then you have the number one leader of the defensive player of the year, Kyler. That bodes really well for your team. Josh, the Warriors are fourth in offensive rating. They're first in defensive rating. Like this, and, and, that, and just like you said, this is bet. This is a better Steph than we have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, he is literally playing at, at a different level. And then, and then Draymond Green. You know, as much as it pains me to compliment that guy. Draymond is just out there doing it all. I mean, on the defensive end, that's why he is leading in the defensive uh, player of the year standings. He just literally does everything. He's involved. You know, we talked about Micah Parsons uh, in the NFL. Draymond Green is involved in every single play. Great call. And uh, we talk about, we always talk about the depth at their positions, the the Warriors, um, but they like the versatility, uh, you know, unlike the past. Uh, so, you know, Poole with Jordan Poole on the bench and Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton too, Gary Payton Jr. I should say, isn't it crazy? Gary Payton Jr. Is it? So here's my thing, Josh, and I meant to bring this up with the dailies. So I don't think, so John Daly doesn't want to be called uh, little John anymore. Cause he used to call him little John Daly. And uh, so he's going by John Daly the second. I don't think you can go by the second until there's a third. Am I right? I believe so. I think until there's a third, you have to go by junior. Yes. I think that should, I'm almost certain it's completely wrong, but that's the way it should be. Well, I think it's just normal for that, for it to be, it goes 
you know, the senior, junior, and then the third. I mean, that's just how it goes. It's not the second. Well, it, well, if there's a third, you 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 are referred to as a second. Yeah, but, but you have not to until wait there's until a there's a third. Yeah, you have to make the third. Essentially, okay, so, exactly. So John Junior, welcome back, um, Keller. And then uh, something else that we we haven't even talked about with the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson's not even back yet. Here's and my, here's every my report that I read. Every report I, I, I read says that Clay Thompson looks just as good yeah. as he ever has. I, I got sidetracked, Josh. I'm sorry. John Daly, he threw me off. I meant to get that, that ran earlier. Gary Payton. Uh, Josh, here's the thing. Jordan Poole is better than Sean Livingston. I don't give a fuck what you want to tell me. He's, he's a better shooter. He's better off the ball, and he's longer. He can, he can rise up with any two-guard, any three-guard in the league at the rim – he can stick with them. And especially just the, the number one thing that I've noticed is that teams who are used to, you know, athletic guards driving on a guy like Clay or driving on a, a guy like Steph, they're used to getting that finish up and in. But against Jordan Poole or against Gary Payton, Josh, that shit's getting sent. Or Damian Lee, it's not working. Oh, yeah. One, I mean, Jordan Poole is different than those guys, but we've seen those Sean Livingston's, the uh, uh, Barbosa's. I mean, all those guys have succeeded in that little transition role for the Warriors, and Jordan Poole has done a very good job of that this year, just coming out scoring when he needs to. And, I mean, he's really having an offensive breakout year. That's what I'm saying, Josh, and that's why I say this team is better than the 73-win team because I think Poole and Livingston – or Poole and Gary Payton are better than Livingston and Barbosa. And then you add Damian, Lee, Damian Lee on top of that, and then you're getting played back next month, and then you have – Iggy back in the mix, and then Josh, you just mentioned him, the defensive player of the year, and no doubt about it, Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, this team is stacked. And Josh, we didn't even mention two other players having the best career, the best players, best years of their career, Otto Porter and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, Keller, these guys are for real. And James Wiseman is coming back the same time as Clay, by the way. So that's very scary. Um, so let's talk about Utah. Um, same team, different year. Yes. Yep. Okay. Their pace is 15th in the league. Um, that, that is because they are 23rd in steals. Um, they do not cause turnovers. Uh, they allow the third most two-point attempts. That's rightfully so because of the roster. Uh, Josh, this team is boring. They're going to lose in the first round, second round. I mean, I don't think they're going to lose in the first round, but, yeah, probably the second. I, I like the Jazz. I, I like the oh. Jazz every year that I watch them. I really think that Donovan Mitchell is is one of the budding – I mean, not even a budding star. I mean, he is one of the stars of the NBA. Uh, I am always impressed watching Donovan Mitchell. And, obviously, Rudy Gobert is boring, and nobody, you know, but he's really good at defense. Rudy Go I'm, – I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell are two of my favorite players to watch in the NBA, no doubt about it. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is so fun. He's just so athletic. He bounces. He can shoot. Yeah, it's, it's the stuff he can do is nuts. All right, Lakers. Lakers. Only as good as AD, uh, unless we go back to the bubble. Would you agree? Uh, Lakers will as go. Lakers will go as far, to, as, far as AD will take them, yes. Uh, I mean, they're just so discombobulated right now. You know, and LeBron's talked about don't worry about our chemistry. You no, know, we'll figure it out. You know, I I think that they should be worried. I think the worst make the worst move that they did was bringing in Russell Westbrook. You you hit it on it earlier, letting go of Alex Caruso. Uh, I mean, th I think they're in trouble. Yep. Um, Russ is somehow the only player on this team to start all thirty two games this season. 
Uh, here's the thing, Josh. Carmelo Anthony is 40% from three. Malik Monk is 36, 36% from three. Wayne Ellington is 38% from three. Uh, Anthony Davis, however, 17% from three. Uh, THT, who's getting 30 minutes a game, 24% from three. Um, I secretly love that DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, Matt, or, you know, thing they have going um, with this team. Two, two huge guys there. But seeing this roster, Josh, it, it makes me think I'm playing a street game, you know, in, in 2K. It's like LeBron, Russ, Melo, Dwight, Rondo, uh, Trevor Ariza, DeAndre Jordan, Anthony Davis, Avery Bradley, Isaiah well, like Thomas the- now as well. Well, it's like the 2010 All-Star team on 2K is what it is. I mean, it really it, it's is. turning back the clock <laughs> 10 years. I mean, that's where I mean, that's exactly what it is. And we talked about that before the season started. Keller, what is Russell Westbrook's three-point percentage? Uh, Josh, I looked at it a while ago. It, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't that good. Um, but that's that's the thing, Josh. They're they're three, I just don't just they got a hot they got I don't I'm never one to say they should I am I am one to say they should fire people. Everyone should fire people, but um, they got to fire that impro- impractical joker from their from their head coach. You don't think Frank Vogel's a good coach? He won a championship. Uh, Josh, come on. I mean, uh, he won a championship. Uh, then why is Malik Monk p- playing sixteen minutes a game and shooting forty percent from three? And why is Taylor Taylor Horton Tucker playing thirty minutes a game and shooting twenty two percent from three? LeBron James. I mean, whoever LeBron wants to start starting playing minutes. Does he want to lose games? I will say, you know, you at at the beginning of this, you said that, you know, it's kind of surprising Russell Westbrook is the only one or that is the one that started 32 games. But uh Russell Westbrook's had a very good history of staying healthy in his career, knock on wood. Yeah. I was saying I was saying that more of a surprise that nobody else had played all 32 games. Um gotcha. Russell Westbrook 30% from three. Better than I expected. Not taking many, not taking as many attempts, only 3.8. Um, but jo- uh, Josh, I mean, we mentioned it at the at the start. The only this team goes as far as AD goes. Um, he's 28 years old. He's in his prime. He's out for the next couple of weeks with uh, sh- a strain to his a- ACL, MCL. Um, I heard it's a pretty significant, or not a significant one, but a significant one to keep it keep him out and keep him uh, rehabbing for the next couple of weeks. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, hopefully, he comes back and it's not too serious. Josh, the Grizzlies. I mean, so so uh, Jaw comes out, Jaw gets injured. Oh, thank God it wasn't as serious as it appeared. But uh, and they win, Josh, eleven of the next twelve. He comes back and they lose to the Thunder. Is that just credit to the Thunder, or what, what's going on? <laughs> it's definitely not credit to the Thunder. Um, <laughs> but Kyler, you know me, I, I'm not big on the Grizzlies. I don't think that this is a yeah. team built to to last. I, I'm not impressed by this team overall. Obviously, John Morant is really good. Uh, Steven Adams is Steven Adams. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be a great player in the NBA. Um, Dylan Brooks is really good. He's, you know, he's figuring it out. Uh, only 25 years old, I think, like 25 or 26. Mm-hmm. Young dude. I just, this team's not built yet. I mean, they're just not in a position. 19 to 14, it's a, they're frauds. That, that record's not as, I mean, it's way better than they are. They, they, make, they make their team run every night, Justin. They get they get uh they lead the team in they lead third in the league in blocks, uh first in steals, they're in the top ten in field goal and field goal attempts, total rebounds, 
especially uh, especially offensive and defensive rebounds. So I mean, they make their opponents run every night, and that's the way they get their victory. So I mean, they have a, they have a plan to victory, and most nights, I mean, John Moran is good enough to get them to it. Yeah, most nights, but I mean, they they really don't have anyone that's you know no gonna shovel or like shoulder the rest of the load and that's gonna yeah. be a problem and, and that scares me josh for the for the first few years of morant's career um hopefully he doesn't kind of burn himself out with no talent anyways josh, let's move on quickly mavs the mavs are 26 in points per game 30th in pace defense is the only reason this team is 500 that's crazy to say about the mavs uh Kalistan still has no timetable we need him back with just the lack of size um, they're 15 to 16, so in the seventh seed. Any note on the Mavs? Luke Luke is playing phenomenal, despite what anybody wants to say. He's playing phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I mean, Luke is good. I'm not big on this team either. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not big on the Mavs. I don't think that the Luka KP thing is going to work out. No. Um, I did see – well, I'm looking at it now, but I saw it on Twitter, I think um, – that there was a push for the Mavs were looking at trying to trade for Jeremy Grant. Um, so the thing I saw was uh, they get Jeremy Grant and they give Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh oh, Green, and a 2025. 20, Bro, if the oh my god, I hope the Mavs do not trade Tim Hardaway Jr. because he is the only lifeblood, the only break the only three breaths a game that that Luka Doncic gets yeah the other one uh is the Mavs get Jeremy Grant the Pistons get Reggie Bullock Maxi Kleber Josh Green two seconds let's move on uh real, <laughs> r- real quickly Josh uh the Timberwolves Timberwolves same old Timberwolves um here's the thing Josh here, I'm gonna read you their uh their lineup real quick just a few names off of it I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, Angela Russell, uh, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley, Naz Reed, Jalen Noel, Torian Prince. I mean, Josh, that's a that's a squad right there. That's a young squad. I feel like they have quite a bit of, of potential. Um, but here's the thing, Josh. They have a quite a bit of size. They're third in three points attempts. Second, or I'm sorry, they're they're third in three points made, second in three point attempts, and twentieth in three point percentage. How about we stop stop taking so many goddamn threes? Yeah, well, that would be nice. I mean, I mean is anybody we, we checking? We all the it, time. Teams get teams get trigger happy from behind the line, Keller. But is anybody keeping keeping track of these? Like, do do they know I'm reading these off a website they can access? Oh yeah, and they. I mean, you know, shooters gonna shoot. Got to shoot yourself out of the slump. Josh, did you see that? video i retweeted it the other day you can check it out on my twitter where Car- where carl anthony towns catches the ball at the top of the key completely four low completely cleared out and um who is got patrick beverly was guarding him and he literally just jab steps and takes a three <laughs> with like 17 seconds left on the, on the play clock and he he is the opposite of a mismatch expert yep shout out uh Fuck, I forget who said that, but shout out him. I asked him to come on the pod and he didn't answer, so he didn't get a shot. There are a bunch of uh, young Timberwolves who are getting a lot of playing times because so many of the T-Wolves are going through the COVID protocols. Yeah. All right, Josh, that's all the NBA got. You got anything else? Sorry to take everybody's time. No, ton of basketball, but, I mean, we're in the, you know, thick of the season, a lot of stuff going on. But, no, that's all I got from the NBA, Kel. Let's go ahead and get to these uh, NFL games. Let's do it. I'm excited for football this weekend, man. 
uh, it's uh, it's going to be great. We headed off with a great, great start. And this is what I love, Kyler. We get football on NFL football on Saturdays again. NFL football on Saturdays, Josh. Not only Saturdays, Josh. NFL football, NFL football on Christmas. Christmas football is the best football. And Josh, I, we just talked about this before we got on the air. It's crazy, you know, that uh, we are uh, this this Friday. To, or you know, when you're listening to this, there are no sports on. There's not anything. Literally nothing. There's no college football. There's no pro football. There's no NBA, college basketball. Absolutely nothing. So you're welcome, guys. You're welcome. All right, Kelly, let's get to these Christmas NFL games. Let's do it. First one at 3.30, Cleveland Browns and Green Bay Packers. All right. Green Bay is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. This is at Green Bay, like you said. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. It's kind of low. I wonder what the weather is going to be here. That might, that might be interesting. But 32 degrees. Uh, what is it? 32 and cloudy. Oh, yeah. That's going to be cold, perfect weather for uh, Nick Chubb. wonder if Chubb's playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chubb's playing. I love that. Um, but well, obviously, is you playing in the cold. Short week for the, for, the, uh, for the Browns. Yeah, and I mean, Baker's probably going to play, but he's pretty banged up. Still, uh, prime time game. I'm. Mm, 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 mm. This is tough, Kyler. I'm probably gonna take take the Bears, take the Browns. God, yeah, I probably will. Browns plus right. seven. Perfect. Let me get. Let me find my pen so I can. We're gonna keep track this week. Yeah, give me the Browns plus seven and a half. Who are you picking in this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm of course going to go with the Packers here. The Packers are going to continue to roll at home. Um, coming banged up Browns team, they're reeling. They're going to drop to seven and eight. This team's not going to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, glad to get their hopes up, but uh, Packers will smash it on sun on Saturday on Christmas Day. Sorry about that, guys. I think Nick Chubb has a monster game. He might. They lose the game though. Yeah, by a field goal. All right. Colts and Cardinals, Skyler. Colts and Cardinals, Josh, it's an easy, easy bet for me, and that's the over. If I had to pick over one, is I'd, at forty nine. I'd pick. I'd pick the uh, Cardinals minus one, though. I will take the Colts plus one, and I will also take the over. All right. Next up, we got the Lions and the Falcons on Sunday, Josh. Uh, Falcons are five and a half point favorite at home. Over under is forty three. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take Atlanta minus five and a half. Uh, I think that Russell Gage can have a good, another good week. Detroit has just continued to reel. I mean, they've just spun out. But yeah, I have no faith in them. Uh, give me Atlanta to win another game. You said that Josh are coming off a win, aren't they? Who? The Lions. Yeah, they beat the Cardinals last week. Uh, Josh, this team is this team is on a roll. They're looking for two in a row. Uh, I think they get it done, Dan. Uh, Dan Campbell, MC Dems, MCDC has his team exactly where he wants them. I got the Lions plus five and a half. Mm, good luck, Kyler. Uh, they haven't won twice in a row. 
this entire year. The Cardinals, that was just a trap game for them. Uh, they were looking forward. They were already looking past uh, the Lions. They were getting ready for the Colts, and they just uh, screwed themselves out of that game. So, yeah, Lions are going to get wrecked at, by the Falcons on the road. I guess we'll see. ravens Bengals. This is at, at Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a three-point advantage. Josh. I think this line has moved in favor of the Bengals today even more. Um, Over-under is 45. Uh, I'm not touching the over-under, um, but I'm going to put a caveat with this pick. Uh, my caveat is whether or not Lamar Jackson plays. Uh, if Lamar Jackson plays, Baltimore Ravens plus three. If Lamar Jackson does not play, give me Baltimore Ravens plus three. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've got you marked down here. I'm taking Cincinnati minus three. I think they get this important divisional win. Uh, I think this would put them uh, sole possession of first place in their division, huh? Uh, if the Browns lose, I believe so. Seven seven. No, the Browns are seven seven. They'll be good. Okay, then nice. Yep. Uh, Rams Vikings. Uh, three and a half point favorites for the Rams. This is in Minneapolis. Over under is forty nine. That's a bunch of points. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half, and I'm also going to take the over. Oh, that three and a half scares the bejesus out of me, Josh. I've got the Vikings plus three and a half. I don't, I'm not certain they win that game, but I think they cover that three and a half somehow. I don't know, man. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford looks good. Matthew Stafford feels slighted because he got passed over on the Pro Bowl roster for Kyler Murray. Have you heard of that man named Justin Jefferson? Oh, I know all about Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook's not playing. They hope to have Adam Thielen back, which yeah. is why I'm taking the over. I think a bunch of points are going to be scored. But I've also heard of a man named Aaron Donald, and I know another man named Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, give me all of the Rams. But just that Rams defense, I mean, they uh, I was listening to uh, – it was the Green Light Pod um, with Chris Long. Shout out Chris Long and Blue Wire. Uh, they were talking about this Rams defensive line and how it's it kind of became – Less, uh, less, you know, guys inclined to rush and, you know, try and get the running back and really dominate the offensive line. They've got a bunch of pass rushers. Yeah, and I mean, that's what you're going to need. Kirk Cousins getting obliterated in the, behind the – yeah, yeah. It's what you need in this game for sure, but later on in the playoffs, I mean, it's recipe for someone to run all over you. But let's move on, Josh. Bills, Patriots. This is uh, – this. I mean – Pivotal, pivotal game, AFC East. If the Bills win this game, they will uh, tie the Patriots atop the AFC East. New England is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 43-and-a-half. This is in Foxborough. Josh, what's your predictions? Uh, revenge game, Bills plus two. That's not going to happen twice in a row. Josh Allen's going to be coming out to play with a vengeance. Uh you know, Bill Belichick's can do Bill Belichick things, but the last time these two teams played, the weather was crazy. Snow was blowing 40 miles an hour. The Patriots didn't even throw the ball. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm taking the Bills plus two. I'm going to stick with you there, Josh. I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. Say Bills plus two and a half. Uh, somewhat the same reasons. I think you know, revenge game. They're going to go ahead and get it done. But also, you know, just the kind of the same thing we saw with the Patriots last week against the Colts. You know, I think. Bill, Bill might not want to show him everything. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. You like the over-under? Oh, uh, I mean. No, I don't. If, if I'm picking the Bills to win, I'd like to see the over-hit, but, man, I don't like it at all. I don't. I don't trust either one of these points. Either one of these teams to score points. I don't know. I don't like it. Speaking of teams not scoring points, Jaguars, Jets. Um, the line is even somehow. Um, over under is 41 and a half. Uh, I think this might be a battle of our quarterbacks. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. He's getting the start. All right. So, uh, you know, I don't know that there's a lot to be said about this game. Other than uh, I think Zach Wilson is going to suck a little less than Trevor Lawrence. All right. In that case, I'll take the uh, I'll take Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Um, Giants, <laughs> Eagles. The, shot, God bless. The Eagles are a 10-point favorite. Um, the over-under is 40 and a half. Tyler, I am smashing the Giants plus 10. Give me a reason. Oh, wait. My caveat is Daniel Jones playing or is Mike Glennon? Uh, Daniel Jones is shut down for the season. Oh, well, that's rough. I don't know how I missed that. I haven't been like two dynasty leagues. Um, uh, in that case, I'm probably going to stick with, uh, man, that sucks for Daniel Jones. Uh, man, 10 points is just a lot for a divisional matchup where I don't think that this Eagles team is going to score that many points. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that is just tough. I don't, yeah. Give me the Giants plus 10. I think the defense is going to be able to do enough to slow the Eagles down. I don't know. That feels like a really bad pick. Maybe that feels like a bad pick. I'm going to go with the Eagles minus 10, Keller. Mike Glennon can't score. Eagles minus 10, Josh. I'm going to completely disagree with you here. I'm going to go. I'm, I think the Eagles are going to shut them out. Um, I'd be surprised if the Giants scored in this game. I think the Eagles win 17 0, 20 0 um, pretty easily. I think they run the ball at least 190, if not 200 yards. Um, bounce back game for Jalen Hurts. This will be a good one for him to get under his belt. Yeah. So we both picked the Eagles minus 10. Oh, okay. You, you, you flip flop. Yeah, yeah. After after I realized Mike Glennon was playing, I don't think he's gonna be able to score the football. I completely agree. It might be a shutout. So yeah, give me the Eagles. Okay, gotcha. All right, uh, let's get some good games, Josh. Buccaneers, Panthers. Not a good game. Another ten point favorite, but this is a road dog. Forty two and a half is the over under. Um, this is a tough one, but uh, I think it's gonna be a Tom Brady revenge game. Didn't the Bucks just get through losing to the Saints? They did, 9-0. Uh, problem is, Chris Godwin done for the season. AB's back. Mike Evans is banged up. I think it's going to be kind of a uh, Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette's done. I think it's going to be a, a Ronald Jones game with Antonio a little bit Brown. of Tyler Johnson sprinkled in there. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, give me the Bucks minus 10. Yeah, that's an easy pick. Bucks minus 10. Uh, Chargers, Texans. Chargers are a ten and a half point favorite over under forty six. This game is in Houston. Geez, a lot of these ten point games. I think I've picked a minus ten on each one of them. Does not bode well for the weekend. Man, uh, give me Chargers minus ten and a half. I I think they're better than this Houston Texans team. The Chargers should be scoring points week in and week out. Uh, Davis Mills is playing, correct? Yes. 
All right, I'm going to go with uh, Texans plus 10.5. I think it keeps him in this game. I think this is a game that gets him uh, to, you know, $74 million contract next year. Well, for his sake, I hope you're right. But uh, Brandon Staley well. is going to prove why I had him picked as coach of the year. Chargers going to win this handily. Yeah, he needs it. He needs a bounce back game like to, to bring that narrative back. Um, <laughs> Bears Seahawks is our first uh, three o'clock game. Seahawks are somehow a favorite by six and a half. Uh, Forty-two and a half is the over. Well, I don't trust either of these teams to score points, but man, that's pretty low. Um, Man, I hate this line. I've got the uh, Bears plus six and a half. That's the that's the easiest pick of the week to me. Uh, Russell Wilson is tanking. Give me Seattle minus six and a half. I don't think the Bears are that good. Uh, well, I'm gonna make a personal bet with you for that. Um, Steelers Chiefs. Steelers Chiefs. This this should be a good game. KC uh, minus eight and a half. Over under is forty five. This is gonna be the true test. I think this is going. I mean, you know, I don't want to say the true test, but I think this is going to be the barometer of, you know, are the Chiefs really back? I think we'll know after this game. Uh, I think the Chiefs are all the way back. Give me Chiefs minus eight and a half. Yeah, I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. What do you think about the over-under? Uh, it's 45. I'll take the over. With the over, I agree with you on that as well. All right, Broncos Raiders. I hate this game. Line is even. The over-under is 41. Uh, give me the Broncos and the under. I'm going to have to go with the road team or home team here. I'll say Raiders. Um, Broncos coming off a good win uh, up there in Denver. I'll go with the Raiders here. Good, good bounce back win. They need it. I don't care about this they do need it. We do a lot, and I think Drew Locke starting, which makes my yeah. pick kind of scary uh, because he's not looked good when he's played this year. Also but makes also I'll makes the game a Defense lot more fun good. to watch. Yeah, defense is good. Hunter Renfro is going to reach 1,000 yards in this game if he has a good game. Nice. Good for him. Don't get paid, young fella. I'll take Raiders. Um, Washington Cowboys on, on Sunday Night Football. Another 10.5-point favorite, Josh. Dallas is favored by 10.5. Over-under is 47. Give me Washington plus 10.5. Too many points for a primetime divisional game. Who's playing? Who's, who's quarterbacking? Uh, Taylor Heineke. Are you sure? Well, he's starting in my fantasy lineup, so he better be. Okay, active. Yeah, he re- COVID yeah list. he's back from the COVID list. Josh, I'm, I'm I'm hammering that with you. Josh, we might actually hit up hit up a couple buddies and and throw some throw some money together on that ten and a half. Yeah, that's a, that seems like a really good bet. That's a rat line. I love that. I do too. Cowboys, I mean, Cowboys are the Cowboys, but this is a divisional game in primetime. I mean, come on. That's a lot of points. Too many. Uh, over under, would you say? Uh, oof. I'll take the under. Yeah. Under 47? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monday Night Football, this should be an absolute great game. Dolphins, Saints. Josh, the Dolphins. Josh, remember when the Dolphins were one and seven? Oh, oh yeah, they were. They did not look good. Then, then they started talking about trading for Deshaun Watson, and Tua said, "No, nah, we're good." One stick straight. I mean, Josh, this is. I mean, this is a funny statement, but Brian Flores is in Coach of the Year consideration. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. It really is. It's insane. Um, 
They're one and a half point favorite on the road. That's impressive. In the Superdome, they're going to be a they're going to be a one and a half point favorite. Um, over under thirty seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take. I'm hammering the Miami Dolphins minus one and a half. Uh, oh, 37 points. Um, I have no reason to take the over. I'm taking the under. Oh. Gosh, are you going to root for that less a point, that least amount of points in a Monday night football game? I'm not rooting for it. The Saints are starting Ian, Ian Book. I mean, Taysom Hill's not playing. I thought there goes say, point. I thought you were going to say Ian Eagle, and I would have believed you. <laughs> I don't even know if Alvin Kamara's playing. Uh, it, uh, he showed on the graphic here, so I'd imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just – I mean, it's tough, man. They're playing with who they're playing with. Mark Ingram's on COVID list. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Either. Well, buddy, this this has been a fun episode, dude. Uh, well, we're not we're not completely done yet, Collar. We got we've got our uh, BYB parlay that will oh, not miss with the NFL do. game. We do, we do, we do. All yeah. right, we're going to do a four leg, four leg BYB parlay. NFL NFL only, huh? Yep. All right, so let's uh let's do at least. We think. One on Christmas or two on Christmas? Uh, I, I've got one of mine's on Christmas. Okay, well, I'll let you uh, go ahead. Uh, my Christmas, I mean, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to take the, the Colts plus one. Going to ruin the vibes of the whole betting family, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> moving on, I'm going to go with the Vikings plus three and a half. Okay, I like it there. Um, go ahead and get my next one. Bills plus two and a half or plus two. Chiefs minus eight and a half. The Chiefs minus eight and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm going to change my second pick. I don't want the Bills plus two and I'm, anymore. I would rather have the Washington football team plus ten and a half. So we've got Washington football team plus ten and a half. The Chiefs minus eight and a half. We've got the Vikings Minnesota three Vikings plus three and a half. And we've got the Colts plus one. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think, uh, Josh, this is the can't miss parlay. The, um, the the definitely won't lose parlay uh, that definitely has to hit this time because I mean it's missed so many times before. That's not important because it has to hit and it definitely will hit this time. Kyler, and this is a uh, plus twelve hundred and one. So if you bet a hundred dollars and you win, you win thirteen hundred. So if you bet ten, you win one hundred and thirty. You're welcome. Kyler, BYB Parlay will not miss. This has been a fun episode. Merry Christmas to you and to all of the listeners out there. Look forward to the next one. Yep. Christmas Eve, buddy. Have a great holiday with your families. Tell everyone I said hi. All right. You too, bud. See ya. See ya.